everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for our 2022 in retrospective event. This is episode 94 of Writing Works Wonders. Everybody is welcome to participate or listen in as we gather around the virtual mic and share our views about reading and writing and everything Writing Works Wonders in 2022. And of course, we know there'll be laughter, learning, and lots of ideas shared along the way. It's become all the rage. You know what it is. It's Writing Works Wonders Weekly Writing Prompts, a blend of creativity, fun, and inspirational boosters. Go to the website at writingworkswonders.com and click Writing Prompts. You'll find responses there that our community has posted, as well as all of the prompts that we have given out over the past year and the new ones as they come out. You can respond there. I'm Dr. Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hey, Kathy. Hi, everybody. So glad we're here today. And I am grateful that I have a friend and a co-host and the master of the universe, master of our website. Let's get started with our prompts. Woo-hoo-hoo. Gave you a new word, collywobble, cookies, and holiday. First up, we have Pam Johnson. Hi, good. Hey, Pam. Mine's called Holiday Gathering. Two girls by the name of Carrie and Terry ran quickly to their aunt's house. She welcomed them in and hello. Oh, well, we're going to have a holiday party here. You can help us decorate. And Carrie and Terry smiled and said, Hey, are we going to all go into the kitchen like usual and cook some good items so we can have that party? And her aunt said, yes. And so they went in the kitchen and they started saying, hey, we want to give you some cookies right away. So her aunt took out the cranberries and took out some cookies and the girls started munching on them and they started talking and laughing. And before you knew it, her aunt's started looking at them with intent eyes. Then they all went in the living room and sat down. And the girl said, well, you know what? I hope we don't have collie wobbles or dolly wobbles this time, because we sure had them last year. And the aunt smiled and said, yeah, well, I'm going to have polly wobbles if you guys have dolly wobbles and dolly wobbles. And she also (laughs) went to them and smiled again and said, Girls, I've got something for you. My mother gave me one when I was young, and how about your age? And she handed the girls two silk purses, and inside was lipstick. And the girls, Carrie and Terry, looked at each other and said, how did you know? We wanted one. Oh, thank you, Aunt Sharon. This is the best holiday ever. The end. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Pam. (laughs) 
for anybody who doesn't know what collywobble is, it's someone who has a stomach ache. Back to you, Kathy. And we've got to ask Pam later what a dolly wobble is. Maybe it's a really bad belly ache. So as we begin our 2022 in retrospective, let's think about some of the big news that have happened over this past year. Maybe it's something that's been introduced with technology, some news, some advancements. What do you have in mind? What is it that has impacted you over 2022? as you think back over the last 12 months? I've had my book launch, and for me, there's uh, many experiences here on Writing Works Wonders, and I know Marlene and then Meryl Schechter. Well, um, this isn't a happy thing, but on January 2nd, 2022, we unexpectedly lost our five-year-old Mastiff Ginger. Uh-huh. Yeah, she had apparently some cartilage dislodged in her back and she mm. couldn't walk. And we took her to the vet and they said the operation would be thousands and thousands of dollars and they have no guarantee she'd still just be able to walk again. And just, it looks like the day before it happened. And so that was hard. No dogs now. Mm. Yeah, that's a big change in your life. Yeah. Yes, very mm-hmm. big. Cheryl, do you want to mention anything regarding that? Yeah, <laughs> that um, we, we this week, um, Sanka, my he would have been 15 on Tuesday. And on Monday, we took him down to Guiding Eyes and said goodbye. We would have done it Tuesday, but, uh, you know, for his on his birthday. But um, we thought we'd have to take my sister somewhere. But um, it was a beautiful it always is a beautiful experience at Guiding Eyes, and I just feel how fortunate I am. I'm able to say hello and goodbye at the same place. And then, even better yet, uh, we went over and we had lunch with Mika and spent an hour with Mika. So it gave us time to regroup and get back on the road. So thanks, Kathy. Yeah. It's dogs, pets mean so much to us in our lives. People do. It's just that people in our community, I just wanted to mention that because here somebody had a loss beginning of the year. Cheryl had one just recently at the end of the year. These are big points in our lives and we never forget them. They're dear in our hearts. They've been big parts of our lives and it's a treasure to have them. Because I admire so many of you that are able to write when you're feeling those emotions. And I've shared this before. When I'm feeling down or a loss, I have a difficult time writing. I can't. And some people can. I just think it's wonderful. I admire you all. And then I also admire those of you who are like me. And we have to just wait a while. So thanks. Chanel? Yes. Next up is Meryl Schechter. Hi, Chanel, and hi, Cheryl, and Kathy. I I wanted to, first of all, as a former guide dog user, I I understand how hard it must have been for you to put Sanka down. And, um, you know, Sanka was a a coffee. um, And I don't know if it still exists or not, but when I was in New York, it sure did, you know. (laughs) I guess the thing that, as far as writing for me, I uh, published my first article in the Braille Forum, um, the December issue about my trip to Israel for the International Relations Committee for our theme. And um, 
I really put a lot of thought into it. And everybody that's read it, I don't know if you guys have read it yet, but everybody that's read it, like Janet Dickelman wrote me and she said, I felt like I was there. And I thought, oh, my God, because I I I painted a picture. And Mm. when you paint a picture, you really even though I've never seen and I even drew upon looking on the Internet about how things looked, you know, and I was able to Mm. describe like cobblestone streets and the smells of different things. So that was a great feeling. And I think one of the other gifts I have even more than writing is speaking. And I speak a lot for ACB for a lot of the community calls and just my involvement in leadership. And, you know, it's just helping a lot. Um, and I just love your serenity call, um, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Matt. Hello. Hi, uh, this is Matt. I have some questions, um, uh, some comments as well. The book launch somebody mentioned, can I ask what the title is and the author? There were several book launches. Um, what we're talking about is Behind Behind Our Eyes is a group closely associated with us, and they work with authors to help launch their books. And Cheryl, our co-host, uh, launched uh, several books this year, uh, children's books with Behind Our Eyes, and we also had her here on Writing Works Wonders. It's just a few episodes ago in our archive. But we have guest authors on our show once a month, Matt. And then Behind Our Eyes is doing um, book launches frequently, once a month, I believe. And we we launched our first book this year. Yeah, that's right. How can we forget about that? We launched our (laughs) first book, uh, Writing Prompt book. Yeah. Because we've got another one we wrote this year, and it'll be coming out really shortly in 2023. So we're kind of like mixed in between here. But mm-hmm. yeah, our first book came out and has been very well received by folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it incl- it's a journal, writing prompt journal. Great. Does that okay. answer your question, you. Matt? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. I have some other comments. Uh, mm-hmm. I suggest a book called Hachiko, H-A-C-H-I-K-O. Um, was turned into a movie, I believe. And um, also a book that I have on my uh, virtual reading shelf is uh, uh, Soldier Dogs, about um, dogs used um, to help in uh, fighting efforts. And also I'd like to find, I'd like to find out um, the author of the Braille Forum article. I'll, I'll do a search on that. Uh, you can tell the author, please. Oh, it's Meryl Schechter, um, S-H-E-C-T-E-R, and my first name is Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L. Okay, and next up, we have Amy, followed by Carla Hayes. Hey, guys. I just wanted to um, speak to what you said, Cheryl, on what's happening in in life that sort of determines how I write as well. I, in wanting to stay positive, I've had a little bit of a pause in writing because I want it to come through on my pages, just the energy of, you know, happy and, you know, I want to be in that space when I write. But uh, yeah, I've learned a lot this year um, and a lot of it is overcoming obstacles, feeling, I guess, if you want to say, uh, the people around me and uh, what they go through. Um, and not feeling um, that you're going through more than other people because they're just going through it in a different way. 
Carla Hayes, and then we'll see if there's anyone in Clubhouse. Okay. Good. Um, a number of things. Uh, first of all, my condolences about Sanka. I, I just, you know, there's just no pain like that. And it's just, and I'm so afraid for Sparky because he's 13 years old. And um, I know uh, it's like watching a train wreck that's going to happen and you can't stop it. I know I'm going to lose him. And I think if it happened right now, I'd take the bridge. And that's scary because he's the mm-hmm. only constant in my life except for the lord i come home and he's here and you know he's with me and i've had a lot of fun giving him a voice this year because i know peter art also mm. said that article about ruff's university and he said um you know that um, guide dogs are much more you know they have a higher what was it, a self-esteem they're more arrogant mm-hmm. than, uh, than that lazy sparky over there and them was fighting <laughs> sparky had to <laughs> It's just so much fun giving Sparky a voice and having him write and rebut. And, you know, it's it's so funny. And then um, one of my friends um, wrote back and says, um, boy, Sparky has a way with words. And I said, well, I think that's because I homeschool him. But the, <laughs> I just want to say, pets are just so important. Yes. Side dogs are so mm-hmm. important. But if I were to, um, a couple of highlights for the year, low lights and highlights, because some of them are very nice too, but... This thing in Ukraine really upset me so much when I just, um, you know, when it started happening and, and, um, when Mariupol was bombed and all these schools and places where there are, um, civilians and, um, back in, um, in early March, um, I went to a concert and I heard the, they, just in deference, the orchestra played the, um, the Ukraine national anthem. And so I was moved by that. It's a very forlorn melody, if you ever heard it. And it moved me between that and the news. I had to get it out of my system because every time I watched the news, I would just cry. So I wrote mm. this Ukraine, um, uh, you know, um, thing based on the national anthem and, uh, you know, on Ukraine. And, and, um, mm. and then we had this technological event, which was the concert for Ukraine. If you guys remember, now the blindness community all got together and we had. Yes. And mm-hmm. I decided to submit that. I, I superimposed it on the national anthem. And to me, that was a writing milestone, not just for me, but for others. And when I heard the things that were shared and the fact that all these people from multiple countries and continents got together and shared, and that was a technological feat as far as I was concerned. And it was just such a wonderful, you know, solidarity when we all got together to do that. And so um, I know it wasn't a technological um invention or anything or um and i know i don't have a book launch but um but these are some of the things that have been a real uh, and of course this group is a real uh inspiration i've enjoyed i enjoyed when we had the writer's prompt to do um to rethink um the nursery rhymes that was a lot of fun yes came in costume and got to be different Mm. personas and just the encouragement that we get from one another and from the authors and the prompts and so I, i think those are sort of how i would summarize this year and i just want to thank you all for being here thanks carla Thank you. Do we have anyone in Clubhouse? Nope, no raised hand right now. And they're still on Zoom. Okay, Kathy, you want to move on now? Sure. Let's also think about what advances 
might you have made in your writing development or your writing career? A couple of people have addressed that, but if you haven't and you want to, any writing development or writing advancement in your career that's happened in 2022? I know for me, I can start off as people are raising their hands. My sight loss is, I guess, now three and a half years ago, and the severe, severe sight loss, only maybe two years. I finally figured out how to be able to return to writing. And I've got a good draft of my first book. And I've read some parts of it in open mic on this show. My son, my editor and I are, are working on it. Um, he's co-authoring it with me. But being able to sit down and write again, finding a way to modify, I was a published author, many books, and I had a system and it was so incredibly frustrating to say, I can't use that system that I've had for 30 years, and I have to find a different way to be able to write. And I figured it out this year. And that's a huge milestone for me. The next one, I've got several others that I'm putting out there that I'm working at. And one of the big ones directly for writing is now editing. Editing is, is a struggle. I am not a Braille user. I am learning Braille very slowly, et cetera, but I'm really excited. I've got to look back and acknowledge that this was a huge milestone for me to actually be able to write again. I thought it was gone out of my mm-hmm. life, and it's just so thrilling to have it back, and, and the community here is a big part of that. So We learned a lot about technical writing because you're used to writing technically. You and I talking how you know we have our new book coming out, the web design book, Web design for authors. Kathy and I had to keep going back and forth and back and forth because the technicality of it, there's so many headings and, and subheadings that just had to be lined up right. And, and luckily we learned a lot about that as well. <laughs> yeah. And we're so many different. <laughs> 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 There's so many different types of writing and you yes. know it's it's yes. writing technical stuff is one thing writing fiction's another writing nonfiction's another and and you can break those down as well and collaborating together is is another set of writing skills as well and uh communication skills so yeah that that's a major accomplishment as well you're right <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Any hands there? Chanel? Yes, we do. First up is Carol Mackey, followed by Marlene Massat. Hi. Um, always, uh, always a pleasure to be here, and I'm sure it's a pleasure to have me on. Um, Absolutely. But I guess for myself, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my audience. Thank you. I just want to say that as a result, and it truly is a direct. There's a direct line and and uh, connection. Um, all this year, I have written a poem every day and sent it out mm. to a, a group, some of whom are on this call. And that is really a direct result of, of the inspiration or the motivation that I got in these rooms of the general ACB blind community, but mostly in this room, I have to say, in seeing what is possible. And I plan to take that those poems i have i'll have 365 of them um god willing as the saying goes um and i plan to publish that and how i go about that i'm going to rely heavily on people that i've met in these rooms 
to how to mm-hmm. do that and how to do that in the best mm-hmm. way. Um, and that's, that's just huge. The mm-hmm. other thing is that you mentioned, Kathy, um, making a change in how I'm doing things because mm-hmm. I've been living, I have some sight, and I've been living and writing like a sighted person, and that's changing, and I can mm-hmm. no longer do it quite that way. Mm-hmm. So as a matter of fact, next week I have an accessibility computer person coming and we're going to sit down and chat, see where I go, where I need to go. Mm-hmm. And that, I just have to accept that. But it, you know what? It's a pain in the ass. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Thank you very <laughs> <Yep>. much. <laughs> Thank you. So, that, and and that's a technical that term. That's a yeah. technical term, Carol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it is. I know. Yeah, it is a technical term. Yes. And, and of course, I'm being dragged, screaming and 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 yelling and whatever coming into this technical world. I don't want to go there. Thank you. It's all right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Change, Thank change is not simple. Usually, sometimes things can motivate us tremendously and we fly into it. But in general, change for us as adults is is a struggle. I have many goals for the future of things that I'm trying to put my feet to the fire and say, you're going to learn to do this, you know, and yeah. it's tough. Yeah. You know, it has to yeah. do with tech and it has to do with the vision. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I will just also just in, also in what you said, I just started learning Braille. Mm-hmm. Um, it just got the first book, you know, starting. So now I think I know ABC. Yay, uh-huh. me. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you doing it with Hadley? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me it's too. A great me place. too. It's really mm-hmm. great. Great support yeah. doing it with them too. Yeah, for, wonderful. For those folks that don't know, Hadley has a new curriculum for those that want to learn everyday Braille. Hey, thank you. Okay, April is National Poetry Month, and our writers group, Behind Our Eyes, has a spectacular time during National Poetry Month, and this is primarily because of our amazing leader for that month, Alice Massa, who has has given us such guidance for the past three years that I've been there and and we always have an amazing time but anyway April 2022 was the first month I think for three of us who were able to come up with a new poem every day and there were four people who did that so I want to say congratulations to Carrie, Trish, Sandra and me Marlene and I want to thank Alice so much for her inspiration and her leadership and during that month because it's absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Terrific. Congratulations, everyone. Now we're going to switch over to some games, and we've done this before. We're going to start off with a couple of multiple choice to get you warmed up and in the mood here. Okay? And so this all has to do with Writing Works Wonders in our community here You should be familiar with these. And so get your hands ready to hit that button. What state, what U.S. state was most represented among the authors we interviewed in 2022? Several authors we interviewed were from what state? A, Massachusetts, B, New York, C, Wyoming. 
It is Cheryl. Wyoming, CJ Box, Craig Johnson, Andrew Child, and Amanda Cabot. Unbelievable, but true. Amazing. And they were like one after the other. Yeah, very close together they were. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to wear out my cowboy hat. Okay, here's a question. I'm, I'm not sure how many will get it, but I, we thought we'd put it out there. Who loves to ask our authors about their writing process? Is it A, Charlie, B, Carol, or C, Chanel? They'll probably raise their hand for that. (laughs) (laughs) Just to try and And the answer is (laughs) our very favorite, because we pick on her all the time, Carol. Oh, why does Cheryl call Kathy the master of the universe? A, because she designed the website. B, because she says that we are masters of our writing universe. Or see all of the above. Somebody mm-hmm. keeps lowering and raising their hand. Somebody's very nervous with the button there. Yeah. See uh-huh. uh, all of the above. Yeah, they're test takers, aren't they? Yes, that is the reason. Okay, this one, and then we'll go to the, the other game. Which of our Writing Works Wonders community has posted the most writing prompt responses on the website? And she also is most powerful cheerleader for our writing prompts is it a marlene b marvin or c madeline they think it's marlene what do you think yeah there's marlene yep (laughs) (laughs) take it away cheryl Okay, on game night on Friday night, one of the favorite games that they like to play is don't get me started. You get one minute to rant. You cannot all of a sudden say, oh, I love this topic. The first one is commas. How about I'll start as an example, okay? Okay, you get one minute. Ready? Get set. Okay. Uh, Don't get me started about commas. They fly around all over the place. They're at the beginning, they're in the middle, then sometimes they're at the top of a letter, then they're at the bottom of a letter, they straggle all around. I know Alice has all the system and all the understanding of where those commas are supposed to be, but it's an incredible mystery to me as to where those commas are supposed to be. Don't get me started on commas. They are the bane of my existence when I have to edit my work. I want to keep putting in periods, but it says I need to be putting in commas. And then when I have to dictate something, I can't go back and edit it because the dictation doesn't let you do a backspace. He said, go to the store. Oh, no, backspace, backspace, comma, open quote, go to the store, period, close quote. It won't let me use a backspace. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh a minute is long carol you ready i'm ready yes your word is poetry poetry oh my gosh i have to write some poetry every friggin day that's what i've committed to so do you think that coming up with a topic i do it the day before so i have that time but sometimes i just sit at my at my computer and stare at it and it stares right back blank nothing 
nothing comes. And then I have to think, okay, am I going to go flip through the Writing Works Wonders prompt book? That is a source, but it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to do it. I want something to magically come into my head. And sometimes it's something that's not appropriate that I can't write, but I want to write it. And sometimes I write it and then I have to just delete it because I know I can't put it on paper, but nothing is coming. And I want to call up somebody and say, do you have a brilliant idea? But I'm not doing it that way. I'm going to only do it myself. So I have to rely on myself. And then when I'm writing poetry, it's on and on and on. And I can't get it, get it to stop. And we're gonna, I'm just going to add in about commas. Well, commas in my poetry fight with dashes and dots and commas and all those other things and apostrophes. They fight with them because I want to add them in. I would love to put dot, dot, dot everywhere after every sentence. And then I put a comma on the next one because I don't want to, but it's on and on and on and forget spacing, forget it. I can't figure that out. Do you put a space between the end of a line and a, and a question mark? I want a space there. Do I put a space between the end of a line and a period? I want to put it right there. Come on, get this straight. And I don't want to know the right way. Thank you very much. I don't want to know about what words are going to they're going to rhyme with them. That's Is that going minutes. to rhyme? Does it make sense? Oh, oh, I, didn't know. oh I okay. And I just got started. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Pam. Your word is prompts. Don't get me started on prompts. It's very, very interesting sometimes, but at the same time, it can be difficult because you have to strain your brain and you have to think of what, how to put in these words. And then you have to think also of how long you can make it because if you want to make it 10,000 words, you can only make it maybe 75 to 50. And also it kind of, it kind of cuts off your, um, it kind of cuts off your flow. And when you do it, you just you just think about, well, maybe I can do another prompt because this prompt is not going well. So then you can think about, well, if I, if I can't do so good on that other prompt, then I'll have to go to the next prompt. And then you just think, well, maybe I could Twitter. But then that's another story altogether. <laughs> and your word, sometimes you cannot think of a word to go in with a word. So you think, well, maybe I could do babbly book or something in there and throw in some words that nobody else would ever think about. And then and then you think, well, I wonder how you spell prompt to begin with. Is P R O M P T or that or shouldn't it have something else in there besides that, like P R O M P T E or something? I mean, it, you just cannot strain your brain anymore. But so when I think of prompts. I think of, gosh, I wonder where I'm going to go with this. Whoever invented <laughs> that in the first place, anyway. And Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Carla Hayes, don't get me started on the hyphen. Can you hear me? Yes. 
Don't get me started on hyphens. First of all, what in the world are they for? You've got those stupid, silly, crude and rude and socially unacceptable hyphens. But then you've got these things called dashes. And I mean, what are dashes for? To me, dashes are for running. You dash away from things. You dash in the sleigh. You do use dashes for jingle bells. But hyphens. Okay, how do you know whether something is hyphen or not? Is it ice, space, cream or ice? hyphen cream is it goodbye or good hyphen bye um and if you, how do you know where to hyphenate words you know i think english hyphenates words in the most awkward places at least spanish has a better way of syllabification you know consonant vowel consonant vowel consonant vowel but in english how in the heck do you hyphenate these dumb words and they don't give you <laughs> And you know the grammarians, they can't even agree on the use of hyphens. You read one one grammar book and they say you should hyphenate one place. You read another one, they say you should hyphenate another place. And then and then you and then if you hyphenate something wrong, then your screen reader makes mincemeat out of it. Yeah, don't get me started on those dastardly, dumb, stupid hyphens. I wish they would just fall off <laughs> the face of the earth and leave us all alone, and there would be a new piece of punctuation to find itself a lot better. And how many minutes do I have? But wow. Yeah, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Okay, we'll do one more. And okay, because now you got to go a minute. Okay. One minute. We're going to give you one minute. Oh, just minute. go beep. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's see if you can do this for a whole minute on dot, dot, dot. Dot. <laughs> Dot, 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 dot. That makes a braille cell, so that's what you got. <laughs> dit, 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 dit. Turns it into Morris code, and that is it. So dit, da, da, dit, dot, it, dot, it, da. Let's get this poem out of my craw. <laughs> and... <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Kathy. <laughs> carry on. Okay. So I've, I've got another question for the group. If we can try to get our serious bone back into action. You, we've been talking about writing a lot. Let's think Mm -hmm. about reading, because that's a big part of our show Mm -hmm. as well, because we interview authors. Looking at 2022, what will you remember as your favorite books for 2022 or your favorite author interviews for 2022? What advancements, what discoveries did you make in reading, authors, anything to do in those areas? Jane Tolino. I read a remarkable memoir by Frank Bruni, B-R-U-N-I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, called uh, The Beauty of Dusk. And then the subtitle is something like Vision Lost and Found. Mm -hmm. What I found so compelling and such a relief and such a prompt and challenge was that he wrote about changes in vision as changes in vision, not just sight. And he wrote about all of those usual suspects, feeling distressed, feeling angry, feeling frustrated, now and again feeling like a victim or misunderstood, 
but he wrote about all the rest of his life as well. So they all fit together as who he was and who he was becoming. It was a remarkable book. I want to get to know him. I read some of his pieces in the New York Times. He's a good writer, solid and provoking. And then for fiction, I was delighted to read the book called Take My Hand. It takes place in Alabama or Louisiana, and young black women became part of the staff of a uh, center for women about Planned Parenthood issues and all of that stuff. And I think it was so timely because we are really struggling in this country with reproductive rights and who gets to be the boss of what. Um, and this, the, the, the head lady in that business was white, but all of the staff were women of color mm-hmm. and they were young. And the boss lady took 12 year old girls and had them, um, Thank you. I was mixed, neutered, spayed. No, I'm used to dogs. So sterilized and brought them home without their parents' opinions or permissions, anything. It was a very, very fine novel. And it taught me, again, to ask questions until you get information. Don't assume. Well, I mustn't assume that I have the answers until I check it out. And so it was, it was a very good fiction book. There's some others too, but thanks Jane. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next up is Alice Massa. Um, I I know we are all familiar with that cookbook, The Joys of Cooking. I can always speak of the joys of reading. I absolutely love to read and it, it really does bring me great joy any time of the year, but especially during this season of the year from uh, around Thanksgiving through the first week or two of January, I read only holiday books. But looking over the past year, a couple of the books that most touched me and that I most learned from were two books by an author whose name is Kim Michelle Richardson. And she wrote, uh, the two books anyway of hers that I've read are the book the Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's such an outstanding book. Yes. And The Book Woman's Daughter. Yep. And I had never before heard of these blue people of France mm-hmm. who then came to the United States and were in um, the hill country of Kentucky. And um, my one of my grandfather's brothers um, served as priest in that area around that time. Of course, it was many years ago, and then um, that's another story, and I won't get into that, but this is a wonderful book for Mm -hmm. writers to read because the description is superb. The topic is uh, one that I had never heard of before. I learned so much history. My only suggestion is if you read these books, read the author's note at the end of the book before you read this piece of historical fiction because It's really based on facts of which historically I was not aware. And by Mm -hmm. reading the author's note at the end first, I think you'll appreciate these two great books even more. And Mm -hmm. one other one that sort of led in the same direction um, was um, 
this was mentioned in those books. And so we, we somehow ended up reading this as well. And that is uh, The Moonlight Schools. And that, again, is based, it's historical fiction, but it, it's really a very fine book also. It's not the quality of writing that the first two that I mentioned are, but again, a related book for the place and period and so forth. And it's by Suzanne Woods. Um, now, I really love to read the books of the season, anything to do with the holidays and, and such. And one book that I'm currently rereading because I reread a number of my favorites during the holiday also is called Silver Bells, A Holiday Tale. It is available on BARD. All four of these books are available on BARD. And this will be the last one I'll mention. Silver Bells, A Holiday Tale. And that book is um, by Lou Ann, with an E on the end, Rice, R-I-C-E. It's a 2004 copyright, but I absolutely love this book. It, it The characters are, are from Nova Scotia and go to New York City in the Chelsea area uh, to sell the Christmas trees of their Nova Scotia Christmas tree farm. And it is a family story that will so warm your heart, but the description in it for writers from page one is stunning. I love the description in this book. It's just such a lesson for writers to read. Thank you, Alice. Okay, next, the prompts for the next couple of weeks. We will not be here. They are up on the website, and we're going to do use the ones from last week. The first one is the dog is on thin ice. The next one is Snickerdoodle, oh, Snow Winter Shovel, and Whippersnapper. Kathy? Thank you, everybody, for making this a fabulous, fabulous episode. Really wonderful looking in the rearview mirror at 2022. But please visit writingworkswonders.com where you'll be able to revisit shows, catch up on episodes that maybe you missed. And then also check out the many resources for authors and writers and also the writing prompts. We have a, an abundant of materials available for you there. And we want you to be encouraged, inspired, and enjoy the wonders of writing. We look forward to being with you next time when we will be having a special episode beginning of January. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. 
And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.